This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and today I'm talking once again with Paul Stewart, one of the co-founders with his wife Mary Liz Stewart of the Underground Railroad Education Center. We heard in a previous interview that they just have heaps of stuff going on in February because it's Black History Month. And Paul, just give us a quick reminder of what the Underground Railroad Education Center is all about before we get to information about an exciting program coming up on Friday the 17th. Yes, yeah, so thank you, Bria. The Underground Railroad Education Center is a nonprofit organization. We've been around since 2003, and basically what we're doing is re-examining and re-exploring the story of the Underground Railroad. We found it's transformative, and so as a result of that, we, we want to kind of share that story with the broader public. And when you say broader public, it's also a broader story that you're sharing. You're not just looking at abolitionism back in the 1860s, but also connecting that activity to now. Can you say a little bit about how you connect with current sure. times? So, so as we looked at the Underground Railroad story across the, the, the 1820s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, uh, we um, we found that the story has a lot of... of uh, I want to say predecessors or, or reach that that there's a there's a pre-story that's important uh, to telling and understanding the underground railroad story, and then of course then there's a post story as well um, that we see the underground railroad as as a as a moment in the broader African American freedom struggle. So it's it's a story that doesn't end with with the the 1850s and 60s, but but really reaches forward in time. Uh, it really is the first civil rights movement, and uh, many of the things that happened during the Underground Railroad period uh, continue uh, throughout over time into our present day. And on Friday the 17th, which is tomorrow or today, depending on when people are listening to this broadcast, you have an interesting speaker talking about some of the context of that freedom struggle. struggle. struggle Can you tell us yeah. about what's coming yeah. up? Yeah, so Professor Janelle Hobson, who is a professor of gender and sexuality studies at the State University of New York at Albany, uh, the University at Albany, uh, she's going to be talking about her book, uh, which was published uh, a year or so ago, called When God Lost Her Tongue. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, you, you think of that, well, that's a, uh, a title that sort of grabs you and, uh, um, you know, you, you sort of say, well, let's figure out what she's talking about there. And and the story actually um, kind of jumped, the jumping off point is is from a Haitian uh, folktale uh, around the Haitian Revolution, uh, when an African deity is invoked, in a sense, brought across the ocean uh, to Haiti uh, at a gathering in the woods uh, with the focus of, uh, you know, kind of... Um, uh, allowing these captive uh, women leaders to really ignite the Haitian revolution. And so um, she kind of takes that as a jumping off point. And then she begins looking at roles that uh, black women uh, have played in terms of various European paintings uh, and uh, mm. African women on both sides of the continent, uh, but both sides of the, uh, the door of no return, uh, uh, you know, from the slave castles in, West Africa, and then uh, showing how that fit in the transatlantic slave trade. And she's bringing it forward to contemporary times with uh, Beyonce and uh, Janelle Monet uh, and a number of other figures 
and 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 wrapping in uh, people like Harriet Tubman along the way. So it's it's a it's a somehow a I wouldn't expect to hear a book that combines Beyonce and Harriet Tubman. Interesting yeah, yeah. Uh, connections there. Well, I, th I think it's a great uh, you know romp through through thinking and imagination and art. Uh, and, and I think that's it's going to be something that people will really enjoy uh, engaging with, really. You mentioned the Haitian Revolution and part of history that we never got taught when I was a kid was that Haiti was founded by freedom seekers, right? That's that's right. So people who were enslaved in Haiti, uh, there was a, a large uprising. Uh, and in the course of that uprising, they fought against the French army. Uh, they fought against mercenaries that the French sent to Haiti, uh, Polish mercenaries who were, you know, regarded as among the best mercenaries. And you know, if you're if you're going to go out and hire mercenaries, and 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 it, and it's the 18th century, the early early uh, 19th century, you're going to going to go get Polish mercenaries. Uh, and they were sent to the island, and and the the revolution that was launched there really sort of chewed up all of these uh, elements. Uh, that that had come to try to put the revolution down, and, and eventually the revolution was successful. So it was the first. Uh, it was the a black republic uh, established in the in the Americas, in the North America, South America, and and it, and it was really patterned after or inspired by the American Revolution, which I think is uh, an absolutely uh, intriguing. Uh, idea inspired by the American Revolution, and yet at the same time, uh, those who were in America and many others, colonial powers, uh, were really uh, trying to control and put down and and minimize uh, the Haitian Revolution. And in the years that we consider the years of the Underground Railroad, 1820s, uh, 30s, 40s, 50s, uh, the Haitian Revolution was hanging in the background as something that slaveholders kind of sat in fear about, you know, thinking that, oh, my gosh, you know, you know, we've got all these folks enslaved and they might uprise and and take us out. So um, uh, it, it, it is it's interesting. It's intriguing that it that it was a, a revolution that was inspired by the American Revolution. And yet at the same time, certainly also by the quest for freedom of the people on the ground, the freedom seekers. And I think that Janelle Hobson is is I think people will see some of the interconnectedness there of uh, that core story and the other elements that she's going to bring out with other figures uh, through uh, black women that have been featured in various prominent European paintings, uh, and, and also uh, some other figures. And once again, getting back to Beyonce and uh, Janelle Monet and some other people. So, And certainly the role of women in civil rights. I mean, you can name Rosa Parks and maybe Fannie Lou Hamer, and then often yeah. people are stuck to think of anybody else. And in, <clears throat> excuse me, an Underground Railroad, it's like, wait, there was somebody besides Harriet Tubman? Yeah, so it's yeah. great to have this richer story. Uh, full disclosure, I've been a volunteer with Underground Railroad Education Center for off and on for a number of years and used to help plan and attend the conferences. And what I found, one of the many things I found fascinating at the conferences was the expanded geographic distribution of Underground Railroad. We often think of people escaping north escaping to the north of the U.S. and then going on to Canada. And yet at the time, there were also freedom seekers making it to Haiti and down to Mexico and yeah, Florida. 
other places in the Caribbean as well, as well as people going across the ocean, both to Europe and Africa. Uh, you know, there are a number of stories that stand out, uh, such as William and Ellen Craft, who, you know, they, they didn't feel comfortable, although they had gotten their freedom, they didn't feel comfortable uh, staying on in Boston, and they wound up going to, to England uh, to make sure they stayed free and were not pursued. So it's it's a, a story with a lot of aspects that I think people in general uh, have not explored. And there's a new book about the crafts, if I can think of the right words, master, slave, husband, wife, uh, because mm -hmm. the wife disguised herself as a man. She had pale skin, disguised herself as a man, and her husband traveled with her as her slave. And that yeah. was how they were able to go on public transportation and, you know, quite right. openly. Right. And I, I think this idea of the uh, uh, open uh, transit um, is something that that uh, people haven't wrestled with enough in terms of the Underground Railroad story. You know, everybody's kind of intrigued by this idea of the secrecy and hiding and that sort of thing. But there was quite a bit of stuff that was done quite out in the open and regular transportation uh, played a role, uh, whether on canal boats or river boats or uh, ferry boats or, uh, you know, um, uh, the other kinds of public transportation that were available. Okay, so the event again is Professor Janelle Hobson from right. Gender and Sexuality Studies at the University at Albany, talking about her book, When God Lost Her Tongue, which covers the role of Black women in the Haitian Revolution and obviously far beyond, if it gets to Beyonce. Right. Uh, where's this happening? At uh, Professor Javas, uh, which is at Wolf Road Shoppers Park. Uh, so it's on Wolf Road in the shopping center called Shoppers Park. Uh, please get there at uh, 530. There, there, there is a Zoom option. Uh, so if you want to exploit that Zoom option, you need to go to our website at undergroundrailroadhistory.org, uh, and you can pick up the Zoom link there. And that's, on again, on Friday, February 17th, 530, Professor Java's Janelle Hobson, Gender and Sexuality Studies at UAlbany, Paul and Mary Liz Stewart, co-instigators of the Underground Railroad Education Center. Thanks for taking time to talk with me again, Paul. Thanks very much, Bria. We look, I really appreciate it. And this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine signing off.